This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at the cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of the cooperators. You are listening to the Advisor Network Podcast, where your fellow advisors share tips, stories, and lessons learned. Nairos Tanius runs a busy agency in Vancouver, British Columbia. There's three things Nairos loves. Developing centers of influence, developing his staff, and getting started early for executive builders. For me, starting early just means uh, starting right towards the end of the year. So, for example, our cutoff is on the 15th or 16th there. Just because you've already hit your executive builder in December already, uh, you know, I, I don't take the month off. I like to get a good start every year. So um, first week of December, I'm always focusing on the following calendar year because I know anything that I'm writing that particular year uh, will go on to the following year. When I'm talking to my staff and uh, I, I, towards the end of October, I'm always kind of saying, hey, how's our pipeline looking and uh, are we going to have a, a, a good start for the following year? So they're, they always laugh at me and say, well, let's, let's get through this year first and, and think about next year or later. Right? But yeah, I, I'm, I'm always, uh, I always want a good start. How much operational detail do you share with your team with respect to your executive builder's goal? We talk about EB a lot. Actually, the EB plaque is not in my office. It's right outside there where, where they are. So they're, they're always asking me, hey, when are we getting the plaque for 2019 or 2020? When, when is that coming in? So they're, they're on top of it, too. And it's something that makes them proud to, uh, to achieve that every year. So they definitely understand that it's not just about life and wealth to, to achieve EB. You got, there's other quotas in there. And uh, they, they do buy into it and, uh, and love, love every year when, when we do uh, achieve EB. So do you have regular meetings to kind of stay on top of your progress or, you know, what does that look like, Nairos? We meet uh, monthly and I share my key indicators with them. Uh, however, I'm, I'm always in the office. I'm, I'm here. I either start my day here or, or end it here. So I'm, I'm always here and they know I'm, I'm here. And, and whenever I'm in the office, they uh, feel comfortable to let me know what's happening and what's going on. And um, I try to pinpoint the areas that I want to focus on as well for our office. For example, right now, I'm putting a big push on commercials. So with my commercial team, I'm meeting with them two or three times daily even. You know, they're not long meetings. They're five, 10 minutes. Hey, how, what do we got going on? What can I do to help? And then uh, how did it go by the, you know, before the end of the day? So if it's something that I really want to focus on, I, I put in more attention towards it. But, but yeah, one, once a month, I share the numbers with them, let them know where we're at and where we need to be at. Providing that leadership in the office is, is obviously really, really important. But what, is, what else is it that you really need to focus on, Nairos? So it, it's always, for me, what's important is... Uh, the relationships and uh, always being in uh, contact with my uh, center of influences, my my current clients. To to me, this is where I feel I bring value is is my relationship with with people. I I try to stay away from transactional stuff and and that men stuff as much as possible and just try to build a very strong relationship with my community, my my clients, and my center of influences as well as with my team. Can you tell me a little bit more about those centers of influence? Who are they and why are they important? 
So for, for me, it's um, it's other business owners because we they understand we're all sort of in the same um, same boat. We we get it. It's not not necessarily a nine to five job Monday to Friday where we have the same. Um, same obstacles. For me, the center of influences are other business owners and more specifically past clients that dealt with me, as well as mortgage brokers, uh, lawyers and accountants. That's my biggest center, center of influences. So how do you interact with them, Nairos? Do you just kind of call them up out of the blue and say, hey, how's it going? Or is it a little more strategic than that? Yeah, no, they, they've become, uh, it's, it's a lot easier for me because they've become real good friends with me over the years. So yeah, it's, it's um, we, we talk to some of them almost daily. And uh, and if I haven't talked to somebody in, in a week or two, I, I do make a point to reach out to them and um, see see what's going on, how they've been. It doesn't feel like, like work, it's just more friendship. Nairos, you started back in 2015 and presumably you didn't have those connections then. How did you develop those centers of influence? Yeah, so in the beginning when I started, I didn't I didn't have these connections either, and and you kind of build it uh, as you go. You know, I didn't really go looking for them; they just kind of happened naturally. One one of your clients will be a mortgage broker or an accountant or a lawyer, and when when you happen to deal with them and and you find out that they are a lawyer or an accountant or mortgage broker or even even realtor, maybe just pay attention to that and and think about you know if if I give them some excellent. Uh, him or her excellent service here, they're going to have a lot of clients that uh, they might refer to me. And also on top of that, I always try to think of how I can help them. I always try to give them more business than what they give me, actually. So if I accomplish that, I feel that I'm not expecting any business back, but I always notice that when I'm sending a lot of business to them, they're referring a lot to me. Nairo's most clients' entry point to the cooperators is through home and auto. I know that you believe that advice-based business leads to transactional business and not the other way around. So if a client has home insurance with you, they won't necessarily trust you with their investments and life insurance. How do you overcome that challenge? You know, when I I first uh, had the A1T role here, I thought, okay, you know what, we have X amount of... uh, clients here. I got to write 40 policies of life. This is going to be so easy. I'm just going to call them up and the first 40, they're they're all going to say, yes, I'll buy life insurance off you. What I found is that if they've been doing business with us for home insurance uh, or ICBC, uh, which is auto insurance here, for the past X amount of years, and here comes a a new guy and trying to sell them on life or or wealth, you know, they're they didn't really want to hear it, right? However, any new clients that came in, if you introduced the life or wealth right in the beginning, they, they just assumed, okay, that's just part of how we do business. And, and I found a lot more success bringing that up with all new clients that come in, even if they come in just for their auto or uh, condo. Now, not, not obviously not all are going to purchase it right away, but when they're ready, they're, they're going to remember that, hey, you know what, Nairos did mentioned to me uh, that they do wealth and they do. So I'm, I'm going to at least give them the opportunity when I'm ready for that uh, product. Those first impressions are so important. Um, are your staff uh, also prospecting for those advice-based lines, Nairos? Yeah, yeah. so I, I always say look for, for opportunities. So when, I, when um, a commercial client comes in and they, they don't have any sort of uh, other businesses uh, with us, I, I say, hey, th- maybe there's a good opportunity that if he gets hurt, 
that uh, it could really affect their lifestyle. So uh, it would be great for you to introduce me to them so maybe I can offer loss of income disability for them. When a client comes in for a new home policy, I, I educate my staff about the difference between our mortgage insurance, uh, life insurance, compared to what the bank offers. And when the staff uh, buy into it and they, they realize that we are here to help the clients, uh, the referrals be, do become easier. And do you bonus your staff uh, for that kind of work? Yeah, it's, it's part of the bonus um, uh, achieved that we have, their quotas. Any, any referrals they do give me, they, they do get uh, a bonus for that. But I, I think for them, what's more important is the, the success of the office. They want to be part of uh, an EB office or an RB office. I definitely sense that when I'm talking to them, that's the more important uh, than, than getting the, the bonuses. But yeah, I do, I do bonus them for that because if I'm, if, uh, I'm getting paid for it, I do want to make sure they're also getting uh, their share. I'm sure we're going to have listeners saying, uh, where do I find staff members like that, Nairos? So where do you find staff members like that, Nairos? I'm fortunate. I have a really good staff here, you know, but, but it's not really one place where, where to find them. I mean, um, there's two of them here that I'm looking at right now as I'm speaking with you, and they, they had zero insurance experience until until I found them. So, uh, you know, I put, a, I put a posting up and indeed, uh, I don't really look at experience. I look at the people and the potential and attitude. I want everybody here to be positive. To me, I'd rather have somebody who has zero years of, of experience, but tons of potential and very positive. And we can teach them, you know, the insurance stuff can be taught, right? But you can't really teach attitude. So I'm always looking for a team person uh, with a great attitude and the willing willing to uh, learn. So once you have hired those staff members, uh, tell me about the ongoing development that you provide for them. Yeah, so it's uh, two parts to that. So the, the first part is um, if I see potential in, in one of my staff towards, for example, um, Right now, I, I, my office manager, she's been with me for the full eight years that I've been with the cooperators, and she's always done a great job managing the office as well as dealing with HAB and ICBC. And, uh, you know, she wanted to challenge herself, and I saw potential in it, and she, now she wants to get involved into the commercial. So with that, that's a lot of coaching, right? And, and I want to make sure that she feels comfortable. I want to make sure that she sees success as well, because uh, that will build her confidence. So... She's working with our current commercial producer and she's doing great. She's been doing that for a couple months. Uh, I'm very, very in tune. So if there's any, any issues she's having, I'm very, very much right there for her. If uh, I need to talk to the underwriter on her behalf or anything like that, to the, even talk to the client for her, I'm, I'm there for her. So the f- very first few months, I'm, I'm definitely going to be very involved. And the goal is uh, later on, she, she can take it on by herself. I, I really do trust my, my team. I allow them to make decisions. I allow them to not be afraid to make mistakes. They know if, you know, they tried their best and something didn't end up well, they, they know I'm not going to come down and, and get really mad at them. You know, I, I might have a talk with them and say, did you learn from it? Then okay, and fine, let's, let's move on, right? So, so I think they, they just feel that they're trusted and they feel that they're doing their best. And if they make a mistake, life goes on. I get a sense that that development piece is uh, really important to you, Nairos. Tell me more. It keeps them uh, engaged. You know, they lose the drive, I think. If, if they're doing the same old thing and there's no motivation or no development and they don't feel like they're 
improving. Um, that, so, so the first thing is for them. And number two is if, you're, if you want your agency to, to grow, you do, your staff does have to uh, develop and then you hire new ones you know, at entry points and, and your current ones, you keep on, uh, you keep on developing, getting them um, engaged more into, into more of our products. And how many staff do you have now, Nairos, uh, and are they specialists or generalists? I have seven staff in total, and uh, they all specialize in certain um, products. So I have a couple that will do um, the auto, home, and travel part of it. And I have one who, who just does uh, detached homes and the bigger home stuff and re- as well as renewals. And I have uh, a couple that do commercial now. And I have an associate and I also have a part-timer that just does auto. And I know you're probably continuing to consider how to move staff from transaction-based products to more advice-based products. We do bring that up in our meetings all the time is... Uh, Try not to just be transactional. Try to try to show value to the clients. Try to teach them something that they didn't know prior to coming into the office uh, about about insurance or investments, uh, or, or at least refer refer them to somebody that can help them with with uh, that stuff. Eventually, the way the cooperators and the futures going is that transactional stuff will be taken care of, and uh, and where we're gonna add. Real big value is an advice that we can give our clients. And how are your staff reacting to that uh, impending change? Three years ago, when I first, because uh, I, I got that from Congress there, I think that was three years ago when they first mentioned that. And then I came and had a meeting with them. I, they were they were worried, to be honest. They were very worried. They thought, hey, the job's going to be gone. And then as they've seen in the last year or um, year and a half there, where more of the transactional stuff can be done online and they're adding more uh, value with the client reviews and, and policy reviews and that kind of thing. They, they said, okay, this is, this is actually good. This is, uh, they're more comfortable with it. And in terms of wealth, do you already have a wealth producer on staff or are you looking at hiring one? I don't have a wealth producer, but it's funny, right B- before this call, I was speaking with a candidate. So it's it's something that I've really been focusing on, especially since Congress of this year. Bringing in somebody who has some sort of experience uh, with it, I think will be very, very helpful for for the clients and, and for us. Uh, I've talked to several different candidates. It's, it's not an easy task, uh, but I'm confident that we will find uh, the right person. And what about work-life balance, Nairos? Uh, you've got four kids. Yeah, no, my, my kids are super important to me. They're uh, very important to me. I um, I enjoy taking them to their sporting activities, their uh, school functions. Their I mean, there isn't anything going on now, but before before COVID, there uh, I was always involved in every um, every sport event they had, or any any uh, school show or play that they had. And how I balance that is when I'm working, I am uh, I'm try to be very productive. So I try not to have any uh, wasted time. And a normal eight-hour day, for example, I, I try to get that done in four or five hours and then, and then allows me to uh, spend some time with my kids. So far, 2021 is looking a lot like uh, 2020 in terms of COVID. Nairos, what... What have you learned through this pandemic? 
Yeah, you know what? I um, I learned how fortunate we are to be in this industry. I'm on uh, East Hastings here in Vancouver. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. There's a lot of businesses um, that I've known for, for years that have closed down. And I, I, I've known them, the business owners and their families, and uh, seen, seen what they've gone through there. And it's uh, very, very sad. And a lot of it was out of their control, obviously, with the COVID. What I've really learned there is just to uh, just to be there for your clients when they when they need you. So, sometimes it's not even about insurance. Sometimes just a phone call or uh, you know checking in on them, and they, they they'll never forget that. So it's not always about just insurance and business. It's about people, and we're in the people business. So that's really what I've learned. Yeah. For more tips, insights, and stories from your fellow advisors, please subscribe to the Advisor Network podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future podcasts, or just need someone to walk you through how to subscribe, contact me at brad underscore scott at cooperators.ca.